0: So as you can see, we are here at uh, Tell Dan and we're at the uh, place where Jeroboam built an altar to, uh, 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 to worship basically a god. And um, I'm going to be reading from 1 Kings chapter 12. I'm going to pick up in verse 26. I know we read till 29, but I'm going to kind of go a little bit further. So in 1 Kings chapter 12, um, beginning in verse 26, The Bible says, Jeroboam said in his heart, Now the kingdom may return to the house of David. If these people go up to offer sacrifices in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then the heart of this people will turn back to their Lord, Rehoboam, king of Judah, and they will kill me and go back to Rehoboam, king of Judah. The first thing I want to say is anytime we start speaking within ourselves without consulting the word of God, without consulting God, we're setting ourselves up for danger. Every time you find people doing this, even David did it in 1 Samuel 27. He began to think within his heart, and he went and he did something that cost him dearly. Here, he says to himself, if everyone goes to Jerusalem, they're going to go back to Rehoboam, they're going to strip me of the kingdom. This is not good. I've got to formulate some kind of plan here. Besides that, from here to Jerusalem is like 200 miles. Think about how long it would take the caravan that way. So he says in verse 28, Therefore, the king asked advice, and he made two calves of gold and said to the people, "It is too much for you. Turn the page of my Bible here. It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Here are your gods, O Israel. If the wind will quit blowing my pages here, that would be great. It is too much for uh, your uh, to go up to Jerusalem. Here are your gods, O Israel, which brought you up out of the land of Egypt." What I wanna talk to you for a few minutes about is imitation worship. Everything he created here was an imitation of the real thing. So he creates imitation worship. They substituted the real worship for God in Jerusalem for false worship here in Dan. And he says to them something very significant that we deal with in America. He says, listen guys, it's too much for you to go all that way. It's just too costly. It takes too much time. It's too much. You don't need to do that anymore. And you hear that kind of message going in America. It's too much, Pastor Dallas, to ask people to actually tithe and give. You you can't trouble the people with that. Pastor Dallas, it's too much to ask the people to actually come to church on Sundays, every Sunday, and attend small groups. Pastor Dallas, it's just too much for you to ask them to serve on the dream team and do something for someone else. Pastor Dallas, it's way too much. You're asking too much. It's too much of the people for you to get out of the community. Church should be about them. Why should we go out in the community and it be about everyone else? It's too much, Pastor Dallas. That's exactly the thinking Jeroboam had. And in it, he created a false god and led people in false worship. It's a dangerous place to be. So he creates imitation gods. And so here's what it says. He says, and he set one up in Bethel, and the other one he put in Dan, right here before you is where he put it. I don't know about you. It may just be me, but I don't think I want to serve a God that I have to set up. I don't I don't think I want to serve a God that I gotta set up, build, and put him in his place. You know, I don't I don't I I don't wanna I don't wanna be the one I'm the one that needs God to set me up. I don't, I don't need to help God out. God needs to help me out. Why do I have to look to the stars for the answers in astrology when I can look to the one who made those very stars? Why do I have to look to horoscopes when I can look to God's Word? Why do I have to look to anything else besides the Word of the living God and God Almighty? Let's don't settle for imitation. Let's don't settle for imitation gods, imitation gods in the form of money, Americans bow down to money like crazy. Or relationships or anything but the one true God. That's what he does here. He sets it up. My God sets me in place. I don't have to help him. He doesn't need my help. I need his help. Amen? Amen. Verse 30. Now this thing became a sin for the people, went to worship before the one as far as Dan. Webster defines imitation as the act of following in manner or copying in form. The act of making the similitude of anything or attempting a resemblance. It's a copy. It's a, it's a likeness. It's a resemblance, but it's not the real thing. It's kind of like when you go to Walmart or Kroger and you buy the Kroger brand or the Walmart brand versus the real brand. And some things, it's okay. Now, you can tell me Sam's Cola is a Coke all day long. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you it's not a Coca-Cola. A Coca-Cola is the real thing. (laughs) Sam's Cola is a cheap imitation. Now, if you want to tell me you're drinking it because it's cheaper and you don't want to pay as much or whatever, that's fine. But it is not the same thing. In the same way, the way they teach jade in China is they put real jade in their hand and they work it and they work it. And they work it for days and months. And they never put fake in their hands. And then finally one day he says, "Why do you, you know? What's the imitation like?" And the master will slip imitation in, and as soon as he touches it, he'll say, "That's not real jade." Why? Because he's so used to the real thing. When Holly was a teller at a banker, uh, uh, at a bank, they would never put counterfeit money in her hand. It was real, 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 real. She only ever touched real money, so that if counterfeit ever came through, the minute she touched it, she would say, "That's not real." We need to be so indoctrinated in this Word of God. We need to be so submersed in the Word of God that instantly when an opinion comes that's not the Word of God, like abortion, we say, whoa, that's not God's Word. Or it says, well, I think if they love each other, then they should be married even if they're of the same sex. Whoa, that's not what God says in His Word. We need to stand up for the Word of God and know what it says to be able to not fall to imitations and falseness, but to the real God. And so in verse 28, as I said, he says, it's too much for you to go. It's it's Let's make things convenient for you. You're sacrificing too much. You're just giving too much. David said, if it doesn't cost me anything, then it's not worship to my God. And what we've fallen into a trap in America is we got so many churches that are so, so, so... They're, they're so hard-pressed to put people in the seats that they're compromising values in the Word of God. I want to tell you, if it doesn't cost us something, it's not real worship. It's got to cost us something. And serving Christ is going to be inconvenient. And you will hear people will tell you, they'll say, oh, well, you don't have to take up your cross because Jesus did. But that's not what Jesus did. said. Jesus said, if you want to come after me, take up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me Paul said I die daily he also said I'm crucified with Christ nevertheless I live yet not I but Christ lives in me and the life which I now live I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me God expects us to sacrifice Christianity is not about convenience it's about what can I do for the kingdom of God it's my life for him and to lead others to Christ So I have a question for you today. Are you paying any price to serve Christ? Are you substituting anything for true and real worship? Verse 31 and 32. He made shrines on the high places and made priests of every class of people who were not of the sons of Levi. So right here, he he provides an imitation priesthood. He's appointing people of the lowest class of people who were not called to be in those positions. What does that speak to us today? We need to get into our place that God has called us to be. Not everybody's been called to a pastor. Some people have been called to be lawyers. Some are secretaries. Some are nurses. Some are doctors. Some help run cities. Some do work in construction. The point is, be where God has called you to be. Don't step out of your calling. Operate in your calling and let the light of the gospel shine through you in your field, wherever that might be. If you're retired, let the light shine through the people that you're around, your family members, your grandchildren. Let Get in your place. Get in your place in the church. You were designed to do stuff for God. Find your place and operate in it. Every one of you is a 10 at something. Be a 10 for God at something for His kingdom. Amen? Whether that's in the church or outside of the church. Verse 32. Jeroboam ordained a feast on the fifteenth day of the eighth month, like the feast that was in Judah, and offered sacrifices on the altar. So he did at Bethel, sacrificing the calves that he had made, and at Bethel he installed the places of the high, the high places that which he had made. Verse thirty-three. Here's. Here's. Uh, I'm going to finish with this verse. So he made offerings on the altar which he had made at Bethel on the fifteenth day of the eighth month, in the month which he had devised of his own heart, he ordained a feast for the children of Israel and ordered, offered sacrifices on the altar and burnt incense, and it was all for false worship. So the last thing I want to tell you is, finish well. Finish well. What do I mean by that? Solomon's heart started out on fire for God, but he grew cold through the years. He grew cold through the idol worship of his wives, and he didn't finish well, causing his family major problems. His descendants, Solomon's descendants, paid the price for him not finishing well. Our choices always create a consequence for the next generation. You be the man or the woman that finishes well. That when you take your last breath, we can stand at your casket and say, wow, That was a man or a woman of God that finished well. If Solomon had finished well, this is never built. If Solomon had finished well, he doesn't have somebody that's not even his family leading part of the nation to false worship. Solomon could have finished strong serving God and led the Israel to God like his father David did. But he didn't finish well. And that's a challenge for you and I so that our generations below us don't create false worship in their hearts and in their lives let's pray